she's like, you know, Joshua settled this town in 1857 from the gold rush of 49, made a fortune, sell it to the, it's like she's reading her um, political science, a social studies exam, you know, reading it to the cloud. To the so she gets rid of the tourists come, like, we can't believe we made it to Meek's Passing. Yeah. That's right. But last time, this is not the movie Meeks Passing. It's the movie. Here, from... Give her a listen. Give her a listen. All right. Hang on. It's a new phone. Hang on. I have a couple seconds. I'll do uh, it. I'll do it. Unless you can't hear. He was the one who called it Liberty. Tour guide. Tour guide. <laughs> it's such a stereotype camp. Uh, not ambient background noise. Ambient, ambient. It's not ambient. <laughs> it's ambient. Ambient. Uh, there she is now. She's the same actress playing uh, Isabel Carter. This Her name's Tanya Reichert, and she is our love interest. And she's been in, like, Legally Blonde 2, um, Broken uh, Head Over Heels. Scary movie. Um, she was on a lot of television. Francis Ford Coppola sci-fi series, First Wave, uh, CSI Miami, Chris Isaac show. I don't know. She's for real. That's cool. Can I ask you about her being real? What time is she being real right now on the on YouTube video? Okay, so she plays two characters. One is Kate Carter in the modern world, and she also plays Isabel Carter in the. Gotcha. Uh, but where look, are you right? Where are you right now watching this movie? Thirty-seven oh eight, thirty-seven oh nine, ten, eleven, thirty-seven twelve. Okay. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Just let me know when you're on uh, 3750. <laughs> uh, okay, audience, don't you adjust. Audience, don't worry about this. Don't We're talking about she plays two roles. That is so interesting. Yeah, don't that's worry about so it. not interesting. Yeah. Um, it's not 50 yet. 3750 is what you're saying, right? Yeah. All right, so it's like 10 seconds. Ooh. 42, 43. Five, forty-six, forty-seven, forty-eight, forty-nine. Boom! All right, thanks. Woo! We are in sync. Ooh, we're in full color present day too. She doesn't recognize the ghost. He's like he doesn't at see it. She doesn't see it. I bet the actress can smell him. She's telling the story and he's disputing. She's getting it all wrong, like he's the bad guy. And he keeps explaining himself, you see. Oh, she's saying like that evil ghost. Right. Nah, well, I'm not evil. He he killed her in a jealous rage. Of course I didn't. Joshua shot her. <laughs> One day I will seek avenge of his ghost. Hey, now, whoa. But I mean, Joshua was saying, you've got to go back and write the wrong you, that you did. And that is you roll into town, you steal somebody's woman, woman, you start uh, taking over all the businesses, you know, you're right. disrespectfully womanizing with your gang, drinking at the saloon, being jerks to people. 
you, you, this was a nice town to you guys showed up. So basically now it's sort of like, maybe you deserve the curse that you got. And he goes, how dare you? So now he's going to take him back in time because I guess ghosts can do that. <laughs> right, that's right. We're back I'm in seven. Of Cowboys past. Oh wait, he went back in time with them? Yeah. Wait a minute. Ghosts, ghosts can do that, you say? Yeah, that's right. And not only that, but Lucius is still a ghost there. He can't talk to anybody or do anything. He can but just present time. But Danny's real. Yeah, the second time Danny got fucked up by a horse. Yep. That's right. A horse's ass. Hey, do you know why that horse had that horse had a speaking mind? Do you know why oh, that horse is in this grit? You didn't hear? Yeah, but you want to know why it's not in it? Well, they had a very short shooting schedule. And that day, unfortunately, he just happened to be hoarse. I was going to say they edited his line on the cutting room floor. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just that they didn't have time, and the producers felt that it didn't work. And uh, nothing to do with his voice. He was he had a very clear voice that time. No, but it, it just didn't have anything to do with the plot. I remember his line was Wilbur. <laughs> And they said, like, yeah, there's no Wilbur in the movie, so they don't really know who the horse is talking to. No, nobody would get that joke, Mark. Nobody listening. I mean, you get it. There might be, like, one or two other people. Listen, you got to give some people know who Mr. Ed is. No, see, that's the thing. We're wrong about that. They don't. They just never would have bumped into it. Well, where can you catch Mr. Ed? You can catch him in the, you know, like 1974 when you're sick from home, you're sick from school, you know, 1983, and you're watching. Well, I remember in the 60s, you know, I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch that Bewitched and My Mother the Car, but today's <laughs> Tuesday. Oh, there's a talking horse. I can watch that. Right. Now, we're seeing the love affair between the two of them, okay? And... What we're learning is it was genuine love, and sometimes Josh was a real jerk, you know, as a husband. Uh. So you see how it, like, gets layered and nuanced and complicated? It's like you don't take another man's wife, but at the same time, it's like, it's not like they took each other as much as they fell in love. They couldn't help how they felt about each other, and then he finds out that he's a jerk, and there's, it's, it's nuanced. I forgot to ask you at the beginning of this movie, is this a born-again Christian film? Are they going to no. quote the Bible at the end? Nope, nope. Oh, okay, phew. Because if hey, it's not for Okay, you look like you've seen a ghost. Oh. Seen a ghost? It entered my body several times. Now, the truth is, they don't really say that. It's the... Okay, so this is a little funny. Now, the thing is, these two are goofs, and she gets mad at them and stuff. Fools, fools! Well, you see, boss, <laughs> he goes like, who is this guy? And then the guy goes, I think his name is Danny. He goes, no, I know who he is. What's he doing here? I think he's working for the corporation. Oh, right. Oh, wait, so they're the henchmen? They're yeah. And, yeah. They're Rebecca's henchmen and they're dummy, you know. Shut up, they're you the, fools, and let me think. They're the drive bandits. 
Yeah, but the wet bandits had a brain. These two are just. They weren't henchmen, the wet bandits. They, they fought on their own. The wet bandits are from Home Alone, right? Yeah, right. That's yeah, yeah, old... they were intelligent. They were intelligent. <laughs> Don't worry, Harry. I'll get him. <laughs> Stop you know it, kid. <laughs> But, you know they didn't they didn't have a henchman like there's always like children's movies there's henchmen like sorry about that boss you know yeah right so yeah this is a kid's film i guess let's listen they well, you, say you go ahead haunted. you go ahead and do the volume we're pouring out the oyster sauce for this slow cooker meal I'm making in the studio right away boss <laughs> so She's the penguin. <laughs> They're the underlings. No, she Leslie Ann Down, she, she's for real. I mean, she she was acting in her teenage years. She won all these beauty pageants. She was the most beautiful teenager at age 15 in Britain. Uh, she achieved fame from upstairs downstairs, in which she had a regular oh. role. Right. She played the mezzanine. And she, that's right. And she was going up and she was in the Pink Panther Strikes Again in 76. Uh, she was on Dallas for several years. She was in Meet Wally Sparks. As a, Meet Wally Sparks as a hooker nurse. <laughs> that's when uh, Rodney Dangerfield was a Morning Daddy Jr. talk show host. Right. Okay, so they're looking for the lead. The, the deed. That's what they're looking for. They want to find the deed. Wow. You know, back in my day, if you're in the attic, you want to do the deed. Yeah. Well, actually, there will be some of that. Really? They'll be interrupted by Gran going, Kate, Kate, darling. And she'll Ooh. go, perfect timing. Don't use Gran's lube. Gran, you just killed it. Don't use my lube. Just remember, <laughs> it's tainted with old lady goo. Oh. You can't miss it. Okay, Grandma. All okay. right, Grandma. With my own. I don't think the neighbor heard you. <laughs> he definitely has a pretty mod haircut. Yes. Davey, I would say more Davy Jones. So now he's revealing why he's really there. He's really there to look for his mom. And, you know, the parents died. He misses them very much. It's a touching scene. Now they're about, like, they're going to kiss. Look, Mike, you can feel the 20-whatever electricity. <laughs> That's right. They are 20-something, girl. Then Gran goes, excuse me, darling. I just wanted to interrupt. <laughs> you can use a lube, but the applicator is missing. Ah, <laughs> uh, percolated coffee. That's right. Takes an hour. Deal. It's actually Folgers. See, percolated coffee when it's fresh is the greatest, and then when it gets cold, it's uh -huh. the same thing as drip. You can tell it's the same. Sure. You put a lot more in there. 
I mean, depending on how you like to make it. Right, of course, depending on how you like to make it, but that's what I found too, because it continues to percolate over the grind. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, the trick is you gotta take it off the heat. Now, you know why he's got that thing over his head, remember? Right, because yeah. we watched the movie where he, is, is it the same movie? It's been a while. <laughs> the truth is that thing's a prop to make him look like a goof. So they're just reporting they've had no luck. And then the kid starts brainstorming like, look, why would Lucius hide his deed? He would want to keep it, right? It's his proof that shows he right. owns it. So why would he want to hide it? And then they're like trying to think of who, you know, would want to keep it from Meeks? Who would hide it? Well, Joshua might, right? Ooh, right. Now, where would Joshua hide it? Because it's nowhere where anybody see. It's got to be somewhere where no one would ever look. Like maybe his grave. Oh, I was going to say maybe the library or... Uh, <laughs> the library. <laughs> it's his grave. Okay, so the thug who's spying on him, his name is Ronald France. And so what? He's an actor known for nothing. He was in The Fall in 2006. He was in Dirty Games in 89. And he was in The Flood. No, he was just in Flood. And that's 2007. Not sure why those weren't in order. Um, that's it. Also, Granny is no button to mention either. Granny is known for Cry the Beloved Country in 1995. And in the name of blood in 89 and hooded angels in 2002. So who the hell is she? Who the hell I'm is not she? sure. I think hooded angels. Americans must know her. I don't think so. Listen, I mean, the direct market, direct to video market is an international buyer's market. It's, it's crafting all over the world. Right, 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 right. And they've got real stars in this. He goes, it might be in his grave, but perhaps the dead. They're like, oh, Grandma, you're so square. Let's do a little grave robbing, Grandma. Come on. Uh, exhume. Is it exhume or exhume me? Exhume? Exhume? I can never pronounce. I want to. Uh, how can I put this? Exhumed. You know, I can't pronounce the word. Can I just dig up the corpse of your husband? Exhumed. Exhume. Exhume. Ex ex that's no, what the comedy? It's a, a, a jagoon. It's eggs. Ex Zoom is when you're, it's a comedy show after the pandemic. It's, it's no longer a Zoom show. It's Exhum. It's a live show. You want to exhume the body. Exhum the body. That's what it is. Well, if you do it twice, you read Exhum? Okay. Do you remember that only Judd could be seen? by his relative, right? Sure, that's a big plot point. Now they break that rule and the bad guy sees him and gets scared. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. The bad guy is the guy who grabbed the band.
is. Right. You want me to suspend disbelief okay you gotta stick to the rules you taught me in your world and i'll believe you you know especially with the ghost movie that school spirit movie the guy could turn into have a, a solid form like a human being form mm-hmm. if he did certain rules and it was you know he had to buy it to believe it correct it's it's suspending disbelief You don't think it was sad that this guy's like, I'm dead. I'm going to go straight to the women's room, the locker's room. So it, it, it's it's stuff like uh, we can't dig up somebody's grave. And then she goes, can we? Like, of course you can't. Of course that's illegal, right? There, look. Are just, you sure? Well, let's- Bold brew coffee. Bold Brew Coffee. Bold Brew Coffee is highly addictive and likely to cause manic depression. Correct. Bold Brew Coffee is highly addictive and likely to cause manic depression crashes, sweating, and mood swings. Drink with caution. And he goes like, boo. Yeah, right. Look at that. So it breaks its own. He falls down the stairs. Right. The the other thing I don't get is that he's been a ghost for a hundred years, and it right. isn't until the, this strange white guy kid goes to town that he he. Why you say him. white guy? Why you say white guy? Because that's just who the hero is. No, no, and you're prejudiced. You're prejudiced. You're so prejudiced. Why can't he just be a guy? Got to be the white guy. The thing is. Because the entertainment is like, well, we want to make the market a white guy. Okay, I'm a white guy, but the movie is always bad. Like, can't you make like a good movie starring a white guy? It must be this movie. Like, it insults my intelligence. If you go to Montana, you're going to find white. And all ghosts are white. They wear the sheet. They wear that sheet. (laughs) He Uh, smokes throughout the uh, film. Is this almost over, Carl? I hate saying that during our show. (laughs) No. So okay. it's not almost over. This film's got like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. I knew this was gonna be one of those movies where you're like, yep, I did the research. Let's let's do the record. <laughs> Listen, we gotta do the record now. Wait, before I change my mind. Okay, I'll tell you about Danny. Oh, they're gonna oh this is they'll have their first kiss. It's the kiss on the cheek. And it's really quite a touching moment. He is like, okay, I'm going to go dig up the grave and you go look and research on the computer. And she's like, okay, I'll be on my cell phone. And she goes and she kisses him. And he's like, uh, okay. I guess we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Oh, okay. Now, this is a very, very uh, old, uh, ancient set. It is a set of an 1880s graveyard. It is such a set. They built this with hammer and nail. It's a set. No, you're, look. So you're trying to belittle South America. Yes. yes. And look, you see the thing? It says, welcome to Meeksville. In the right. middle of a cemetery? Come on, man. Come on. Oh, uh, this would... Sure, man. What is that? This is supposed to be Montana. They wouldn't do that. 
Carl, you obviously are not a road comic like I am. Being a professional road comic, I don't need to drop the fact that I'm a friend. But I played Meadsville, Wyatt. And, you know, you got to be like, what's up? I farted in a cup. You want to smell? And they're like, yeah. Thanks for driving 100 miles to come see us. All right. You guys ready for your headliner? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> He's not meek about it. Okay, so... He's digging it up and he's having arguments with the ghost like you were going to steal another man's girl. And he's like, you, you're too young to understand. And it gets layered and nuanced again. And uh, meanwhile, um, the bad guys show up and they see him like talking to himself and it's kind of weird. And even though they experience the ghost and the guy just got scared by the ghost, for some reason, they act like, huh, he must be a crazy by now, they should know that ghosts are going on. Do you remember how the fight happened in the in the beginning when he's swinging around? <laughs> yeah, right. So they don't believe. You're right. Do you think like I've... Come on, that's crazy, right? Do they never say like whatever happened to you swinging around? Right. Remember, he was going. You know, Judd Reinhold went up behind him and went boo, and now he's going to be like, "Why is the kid talking to himself?" Maybe he's talking to the ghost, dummy. Right, you dumbass. Yeah, you dumbass. Oh, I'm getting nowhere. I'm getting nowhere with this internet 1994 looking thing. Oh, the computer is like 1982. Search Meeks. Searching. Oh, Searching. got data. Meeks. Nope. Oh, look, it's data. like a microfiche. That's Carl. That is a bad movie. This would have been a microfiche uh, <laughs> in the library where she's scrolling, and right. it would be newspaper with the newspaper columns. But she's online, and the information she discovers pops up just like a microfiche. Right. Like it's uh, a newspaper. Imagine a person from the 1880s fast forwards and they see the microfiche, and they'd be like, "What in tarnation's this?" <laughs> like be like, "This is like a week's worth of journal." It'd be like magic to them. How'd y'all get it onto this paper? But you know, you have to have like Tom Hanks read them the microfiche for them to fully understand the news. They wouldn't do it either, any other way. We get, I need you to read the news out loud for me on stage. All right, all right, let's get the microfiche on stage. Listen, you guys don't have microfiche from where you come from. Well, no, we got cod, we got scarp, we got <laughs> crapper. We, we don't got no micro fish. How do you archive your newspapers? I'll put them right here. So y'all's put, put this in a bird cage? You like cut up the fish? No. <laughs> no. You know, now, now you've made me not want to watch this film. It's better with the sound on, okay? They're having a deep talk. He's he's digging up a grave, talking to himself. And so he's when like, hand me the broom. And he thinks the ghost did it. And he goes, think nothing of it. What do you want? Oh, man. this is, So this is the conflict, right? Because his girlfriend caught him digging up a grave. And it's like, yeah, I gotta, you don't understand. The ghost told me to do it. Not his girlfriend at all. No, it's Miss Meek. It's the bad one. And he's like, lady, if you want it, you come down here yourself. 
Yes, you will. But of course, the ghost will get involved and they'll be like crazy, you know. They'll fall into the pit and the, the, the skull will move. Wow, she is evil. She's putting a gun away. He just right. dug the grave. At Danny. Get out, I say. She's wearing always That's wearing the hurt. same coat. Throughout the whole thing, they're wear they wear the same clothes. I mean, it's days later. That's a kid's it's a kid's movie. <laughs> Do you see the deed down there? Stop screwing around. It's just a human skull. Goodness. She threw him into the open uh, coffin. I mean, yeah, in a joke pretty... movie way. Yeah, I know, but it, it, it's pretty traumatic. <laughs> can't, I can't stop thinking, though. I'll wake up with a skeleton under me. <laughs> this isn't the missionary style I was looking for. Now watch, the head moves. It's really the ghost. They're like freaked out, as if they don't know by now. Oh, they stomped his foot. But I mean, every time they see it, it's like the first time. Bong! Yeah, he's got to hit the woman the hardest. Oh, like, my what do you think God. Michael. It's a family movie. It gets hit in the head with a shovel. You Michael, know you, you just think get... that the writer said, and then I'll hit the woman, and I'll hit her the hardest. Come on, Mike. Look at this. The search engine is nothing but newspaper articles. No, but it, it, you don't have to include the scene. You could just imply that you guys are going to open. No, that's the, but why can't she get bonked? They all got bonked, right? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, she could accidentally, she could accidentally slip and fall. That, that would be acceptable. She, okay. Oh, so, they buried them? No. So <laughs> she finds out, she's finding out really that Danny's father died in a car crash. That's what she's finding. Back when he was a teenager. Well, he's, he doesn't really, she doesn't know it's Danny's dad. She's looking up the history of like the Meeks and stuff. And With that headline, teenage car crash, or did a teenager die in a crash or was the car 15 was years the old? car, right. The car yeah. was. Yeah, it was so tragic. It was 19. It was almost going to be a classic. It needed... 19. Is 20 years a classic or 25? Oh, with cars? I don't know. All right. So now we're having a crisis. We're having like a serious conversation. Like, doesn't your conscience bother you? And she's explaining herself, you know, and um, how do you sleep at night? And just fine, thank you. And I'm, you know, I am not going to be. She makes a good argument for why she needs to be strong. You know, um, this movie's complicated. There isn't one good guy or bad guy throughout the whole thing. Look, now they got to be freaked out by a ghost again. I've never seen a ghost around here before. They always look like it's the first time. Which I don't get it. He's the Meeksville ghost. He is the fucking ta ghost town ghost, right? right? 
It isn't like Ghost Dad where he hosts one family. He hosts the entire town. He's a Meeksville ghost. That's How right. Nobody, a stranger walks in, and then someone, you know, then he then he introduces himself. Are you from no, Meeksville? No, remember, no, I'm not. It wasn't a stranger who comes in. It's more that he's condemned oh, to right. walk around and not be able to talk to anybody. <clears throat> but he only, does. Only his relative. You see that wasted opportunity? Did you see it, Mike? Whether well, those kids were able to walk through a, uh, a window well, like that? He, I, I'm jealous. No, he was helping her go through the window, and he could have absolutely cupped her butt to, you know, with the excuse <laughs> that it was to help get her into the window, shimmy the window. But no, he like those... did the calf and the thigh. Uh, you know, it was just—it's a wasted opportunity in my in my opinion. They're stunt people, right? I mean, like, there was the actual actress who went in through a window. Well, I would, whether it was the actual actress or a stunt woman, I would have definitely cupped her butt. Right. I well, I did like a basketball. <laughs> yeah, and that's the reason why you got kicked out of CNN. <laughs> Canceled. Again. Oh, she got, he just, she just smacked him in the face, and that's where his bruise is. Uh, his whole face is whoop. Whoop. They're doing hilarity with the. Okay, so now they've broken into the office of Rebecca Meeks. Can you believe that shit? Emily Meeks. Emily Meeks. E Meeks. So she's a bad person, but they're doing something bad. Whoa, what was that thing she tossed on the floor? Did you see it? No, look at the paper files. Oh, oh was the, that, uh, that was a picture of... The director wanted you to see it. The director wanted you to see it. Was it a picture of uh, Judge Reinhold from 100 years ago? Well, it fell upside down onto the floor. The director just wants us to know, hey, somebody might bump into this drop thing. Right. Hey, audience. Look okay. at that safe. Yeah, they find a safe, and they're all happy. But the thing is, how are they going to open a safe? Right? He's going to be a safe cracker now? It's a really old safe. It's like in the 19th century. Once again, look how nice and clean that car is. All the cars are perfect. That's not too dusty. So this is shot in South Africa and these American cars, they've probably had them lying around. Yes, probably. It seems like this location, like they found a place to shoot the movie and they made a movie around it. It wasn't like ah, that's they built possible. a set. I gotta tell you, the internet just never lets me know. Okay, so here comes Ox and he's about to get whacked in the nuts. Ox balls. Or the ghost did not say that the golf wasn't invented back then. That's right. That would be an anachronism. <laughs> this movie, one thing, is historically accurate. Well, I think it was probably literally invented, but it was way over in Scotland. And how would it ever make its way to the consciousness of? I know we still have 20 minutes, but I still have some more ghost questions, Carl. Okay. 
Like when you when you die and you become a ghost, you are the same age of, of your death. Wait, no, no, I'm not answering. Like I'm you not can't answering. be like. No, no, wait, I'm not answering. I'm ghosting okay. you. <laughs> Carl. I'm sorry. Asking your question again. I saw three dots on the screen and then you disappeared. Uh, do you get to pick your clothing as a ghost? I I don't know. Look at that. He's using telekinesis powers. Oh no, he's holding it. Yeah, he is, and that's to prove to her that there is a ghost. Do you get it now? So, do you get to pick your clothing as a ghost, or is it like what you wore when you died? I, I don't know the answer. He's obviously in his like 1880s getup, and when he had his gunslinger shootout, he was dressed in that. To be fair, everyone's dressed like they're in the 1880s. Yes, that is true. Look at his fringe jacket, by the way, his leather jacket with the fringe. Oh, oh what's well, that they, thing he just... They stepped on that, the thing the director threw there. This is the same picture I have in my wallet. Now, why would Emily Miles have the uh, my picture? Unless oh. she's my mom. Is that true? That is, that is what, that's got to be true. Now, so the they movie will act like he's not sure, but how can you not be sure? He just found the identical yeah. picture. Look, a ghost just told you. That what else do you need? That meanie right there is his mom. Oh, I got you. Now, isn't that complicated? The enemy, it's the bad guy. Yeah. All right. So you're going to get a pizza. They broke into that hidden room looking for the deed, just like, you know, Danny broke into her office looking for the deed. Now they come home right. to find Granny had fainted. And she goes, well, you know, I'm Fran. I serve that purpose in the script, you know. This place is pretty cool. Yeah. Like when the quarantine's lifted, I'm going straight over to play pinball. You see, yeah, see the pinball and, and the like jukebox kind of thing in the back. Pinball center stage. Oh, look at the cameras moving. This guy does that direct. <laughs> you see that swivel? Yeah, forty-five years of directing. He must have cranked this. He's like, is this a documentary or a kids movie? Kids movie. Okay, it's just oh, with or without Eric Roberts. Okay, without Eric Roberts. Okay, roll out with it, with or without Eric Roberts. No, no, it's a. Okay. We should. Right. I'll have this for you in three months. And we've been rolling since this conversation. That's right. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Blood. All right, Granny. We're going to take you away from this movie. I Other provide stairs. something for you to care for. Oh. Speaking of now, you get to care for her. Oh no, it's uh who's on the bed? Is it the beast ghost? Here's your hot tea. Yeah, right. When when Danny first saw her, he goes, Ah what's her I thought oh, I'm sorry, I thought I saw a ghost. I thought <laughs> it was foreshadowing of what was to come. I thought I saw a ghost. 
Jeez. Have you ever drank liquid in bed? I always spill like hot liquid. Yeah. A lot of confidence. I, um, I like to drink my seltzer in a glass, right? But when I'm in bed, I drink it out of the can because, yeah, I will spill it. I will absolutely spill it. <laughs> absolutely spill it. Look drink at that. A teenage car bed, crash. Never. Right. So he's putting two and two together. Now, you know, it's got to be that my mother and my father, I don't know, there was a car crash. She was pregnant. You know, he died. She gave me up. He's trying to figure it out. Now, she's overhearing and she's like pissed off. You know, the bad guy of this film is your mother. What the fuck? When were you going to tell me this? Well, you, I just found out. Well, when you're going to tell me your suspicions? I've caught you. Right, Mike? Danny is not a slouch, uh, by the way. His name is Andrew Kavovit. 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 And I mentioned he's their Star Trek connection. He was one of the portrayers of Paul Ryan as a youngster in the CBS soap opera, As the World Turns. And he did it for five full years. He got an Emmy in 1990. <clears throat> he had a main role in the short-lived CBS primetime series, The Magnificent Seven. Uh, in 2014, he was on an episode of Shark Tank, believe it or not, dedicated to child investors with his daughter. And his daughter's name is Kiowa. Kiowa. I cannot his, her daughter's name is Kiowa Kavovit. Okay. Uh, he was on Full House once, Married with Children once, NYPD Blue once. See, this is interesting. In 2000, he played he played the David Cassidy story. He was David Cassidy. That's pretty high billing. TV movie. So basically now he's saying like, where are you going? So he's having a heart to heart. That's right, that's right. He was saying, even though I didn't shoot the gun, even though I didn't kill her with my bullet, it's all my fault still. And, uh, you know, I have to make this right. I have to. So here's the keys to my car. The body's in the trunk. <laughs> You're going to bury it, girl. Bury her anyway. <laughs> no, he's like, the choice is yours. You could leave and be a jerk or you could stay. So he's like, I'm leaving and being a jerk. The ghost is like, I'm out of here too. Right. And now look who's getting her heart broken. No, but they're enemies. But she is. She's sniffling. They're not related, right? No, That's they're not, not related. Look, they're enemies, but it's complicated. So you know he's that you a, like them. He's a Capulet. She's a Hatfield. 
<laughs> but he doesn't know he's a Capulet. She doesn't know she's a McCoy? He knows she's, she's a, McCoy. a McCoy. Now look, the ghost says, screw that. I, 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 I'm taking, he took him back in time again. Oh man, he fell right into that stun window. Look how Whoa. big that explosion was. Absolutely That's ridiculous. Insane. It was a motorcycle. Burned the whole place up. Oh no, CGI! She screams out, CGI! <laughs> Look at the CGI flame. Look at the CGI fire licking in there. You can only afford one flame at a time. Why'd you do that, you jerk? I can't let you leave. Now they're That's back all. in time. And they're going to witness what we saw at the beginning of the film. It is the shootout. I don't, oh, right. He's destined to relive it. You see. He, so that he, means we're he, at the end of the film. He walks around. He can't talk to anybody. But he can be where he wants. He can be in the real world. He can be in this world. But if he's in this world, there's only so, so many places he can be. And this is one of them. The shootout. <clears throat> He's like, Lucius, do something about it. I have tried hundreds of times. Well, I've never tried, and I'm real. Look at this. That's Joshua. So is, does Lucius of his time period shows up during this reenactment, or he just he, he watches this without? Himself. He sees himself. Okay, that's good. They really did the special effect. <laughs> I'm acting when she gets killed. Oh, right. I'm acting. Okay. You okay. paid for judge. You'll get judge. <laughs> the love of your life just got shot, so you're really hurt. Go, roll him. I'm acting. I will not do the scene. Listen, you're not getting paid unless we do the scene. Oh. <laughs> so young. Do you know who you're talking to? Why I'm Judge Reinhold. I am super judgy. I will judge. You. Now look, look who's not gonna let her get shot. Wait a minute. The guy from the future showed up. Yep. Now look. Me, he's going into his own body. This has never this. happened before. So the ghost showed up in the present tense. That's right. And this time, the outcome has changed. He's been shot and killed. Carl. And the girl is saved, is saved. This is this part of the Twilight Zone episode where Rod Sterling walks off the stage. <laughs> That's it. Fuck this script. I'm out of here. Rod Sterling's like, what the fuck? I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> so... What it is, is <laughs> he went into the ghost world, and because he was real, he was able to save her life. And this means that Judd righted the wrong, right? And he got killed. Joshua lives, his wife lives, and, and, uh, and, and Meeks gets killed. Now we have this interesting, weird moment in which their mother and, do and son. Yeah, right. And she needs to explain what happened, how they were in love, how it was her father who wouldn't let her keep 
the child, if there wasn't going to be a father around, um, <clears throat> shipped her off to California. She had the baby and gave it away in accordance with his wishes. She never thought she'd see him again. It's touching. It's touching. But like, see, she's the bad guy. So it's hard. She doesn't want to be bullshit. So that makes this movie better, right? But yes. It has to be. Now, guess what they've just discovered in that old photo? The deed. Uh, a deed. That's indeed. Oh, wait, he does the deed with this. No. It was in her picture frame the whole time. Indeed. Indeed. So now he's like, she'll just fight us. She'll just fight us. And she goes, well, maybe I don't have to. You want to listen? No, not really. Can you play the audio? Okay. You know, I don't necessarily have to fight you. Oh, so they're not setting up a sequel. It's the first movie I know that doesn't set up a sequel at the end. We're all done here. There's yeah, no that's need right. to end the story. Well, surely, nope. Full resolution. Now that the like, you did all the credits be up an front. Extremely hard partnership. But these two enemy families maybe can come together. And this is the final lifting of the curse for Judd. And now he will trot his horse up into the heavens. He will ride off into the sunset. Have he doesn't turn into a bag of bones? No, he does not turn into a bag of bones. Also, M M Mike, with with Joshua alive and Isabella and... Uh, Isabella alive. What was her name? History. The future was. It's got to be changed. Now you have right. a man walking the earth and another man who isn't. It's got to be a different world today. Completely out of balance. Yeah. It's Meeksburg when it comes back to present time. It's got to be like Marty McFly comes home and his parents are rich. His dad's an author. He's got a trans. He's uh. got a big kick up. Does he isn't it does he get a kick out of the fact that this ghost movie has time travel? <laughs> yes. Oh, there he is. He's on a sky horse. Yeah. He's no more. Freed. Now I'm stuck in heaven. Oh, so look at that. That's from the trailer. I told you that was the final scene from the trailer when the ghost uh yep. he's so you ghost did say leaves. it. You did say it. How can you beat this? The love replaces on fire, no less. <laughs> wow. And it ends with the executive in charge of production. Jesus Christ. Carl, what do you think of this movie? Uh, this movie was not good, but at the same time, like it was a made-for-TV, straight-to-video kind of movie, but at the same time, they did what they were supposed to do. They did their job, and it was well-written, and it was well-acted, except for Judd Hirsch when he was... Except for Judge Reinhold when he's pretending that he was upset that the woman had died. Other than that, it was very good acting. Uh, I thought this movie was a piece of shit. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you could try to unpack it, but, I mean, not that it's, like, complicated in that sense, but it, a stranger walks into a town that has a family feud, a ghost besides to him. He solves it, and it's, then winds up his mom is, it winds up he's the son of the mom no he did he wasn't a stranger coming to town he was going but to he, meet 
Smithville because that's where he thought his mother was. He was right. Yes, he was right. There so it's it, it and and oh, seen because yeah. he was a relative. And only a ghost could show him the true way home. <laughs> I don't know if only a ghost could have, but that is what happened. Okay, okay. Young buckaroo, feisty uh, grandma. It's believable if you believe in ghosts. And a talking monkey named Rambo. <laughs> named Bonzo. Named Bonzo. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, Carl and I are split. He gives a thumbs up. I give a thumbs down. Classic oh, Cisco. Oh. oh, Ebert. Oh, you Ebert. I can't oh, believe it. Yes. Uh, Carl, next week we're going to watch another movie. We're yeah. going to keep going. We'll yeah. keep going. We'll be yeah. back next week. We'll be back next Sunday on Mini Radio, and we'll also be on your podcast feeds. Carl, the movie next week, oh, it's going to be about a night. Night of the Juggler. Night. So it's a, um, I think he, uh, yeah, Juggler. Juggler. 1980? What is it? 19... 1980, yeah. 80. Okay. Okay. Should we see if there's a trailer for okay. Night of the Juggler? Do it. Okay. Night of the, I'm not really talking to my phone. The movie comes down on me. I'll talk to, I'll say it to my phone. Uh, I see the full length movie. I don't really see a trailer. trailer. Night of the Juggler, 1980. Are you sure it's a trailer and not like best scene or end credits or whatever? Uh, night? No, it's no, it's an hour and 41. Oh, yeah. Here's WPIX Night of the Juggler promo, 1986. So you want to see a TV commercial for it? Yeah. It's New York. It takes place in New York, too. Okay, I see it, too. Uh, Rob, do you want to pass? Robot C two thousand. Yeah, Robot C two thousand nine. Okay, yeah. you want to do audio or me? Uh, I can do the audio. Okay, oh, this is good. Go. It starts off well. All right, Stop. let me see the nostalgic. Okay, okay in three, me. two, one, go. The Saturday movie will continue after these messages. Not a promo, I guess. I guess it is. I cannot wait. Sunday at six. Sunday at six, guys. So that's the family hour. It's one hour before the family hour. It's one hour before 60 minutes. If it gets too scary, you can turn on 60 minutes for the last six hour. Uh, all right. Night of the Juggler, 1980. Uh, as you heard, it played in 1986 on WPIX New York. Uh, Carl, that'll be our movie next week. All right. Excellent. When it says juggler, does it does it mean juggling balls or is it talking about the, your jugular, your jugger, juggler vein? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. I thought like someone's attacking you in the New York City alley, so you throw a rock at them and they just <laughs> keep using it. And yeah, then you're like, wait a minute. Throw a second you're rock. <laughs> you're not even juggling. You're just you're throwing a ball on your right hand and throwing two balls alternately in your left. It just gives a crazy. Oh, now you're juggling. Oh, now you're juggling the three. Yeah. You try to throw a flaming bowling pin at them. <laughs> he caught it.
Night of the Juggler. Rated R. Sunday, 6 p.m. So it's an early night. Early night of the Juggler. 6 yeah, p.m. Yeah, over by 8. Yeah. Wow, that All was right, a well, throwback to uh, PIX. And it also reminds you that back then, you had to wait until Sunday at 6. There was no, like... When you're ready and when you get to it, you could sit down and yeah, take a half an hour and stream, you know, take two hours and stream a film. Right. So yeah. Sunday and, at six, you had to and get it, your, say a film is ripe as this one. You you know, it's it only shows up like two in the morning or six in the afternoon. So catch it when you can. Yeah, you had to be home from work. You had to know it ahead of time. It was a sticky note on your fridge. You had my you had a VCR in eighty six. Don't don't play it down. Oh, yeah. Well, you could program it, right? The time had to be right, and you could program Oh, you had to tell your roommate. You had to say, listen, Ma, I'm going to be out of the house, but at That's 6 o'clock on Sunday, I need you to turn on P... Ma, are you listening? Turn yeah. on PIX, hit record, and can you, can you, like, not record the commercials? I'll be back. <laughs> oh, boy. It brings back memories. All right, Carl, uh, anything to promote? Mini uh, video? Yeah, no. Um, Mutiny Radio. Yeah, I have this podcast I do with my friend Mike. It's called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Check it out. You can always go to carlsex.com, but don't. Go to mutinyradio.fm and hit the donate button. Sounds good. All right. Until next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny! Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman! Hey! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Original host of the program, Henry VII, who is still mired in an existential crisis of epic proportions. It's been going on for centuries now. So I, the pretender to the throne, We'll be taking up the reins and bringing you the very best of progressive rock and roll the way God intended for it to be. Thank you very much. We are here at mutinyradio.fm at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios with the impresario supreme, Pamela Benjamin, a, a character and a comedian and an all-around sparkling individual who will be at Asiento this evening from 7.30 on for an open mic at 21st and Florida.
come on by. It's a beautiful night here in the Mission District of San Francisco. Once again, my name is Perkins Warbeck. I'm bringing you two hours of progressive rock and roll. Rock and roll that, for the most part, I believe you probably haven't heard before. I think that everybody knows about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yes, Genesis, King Crimson. We don't play a lot of that here. And certainly don't play Rush. This is a no-rush zone. We're playing stuff that um, I think that you'll really like. I'm going to start right off now with a track from Bruford. Bill Bruford, the original drummer for the band of Yes, went on in the late 70s, started his own band. Alan Holdsworth was on guitar. He's a, truly a great. And this track is called Hell's Bells. It was the first track of his album called Bruford. Enjoy. You are listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Okay. 
Test, test, test. Nope. Nope. Remember, we're doing the, the red button. Not the mics. Red button. Nope. Red button.
That was Porcupine Tree. Name of the track was The Start of Something Beautiful. Before that, we heard Hydria Space Folk, a contemporary progressive rock outfit. Name of the song was Cane Bosum. And before that was Melting Euphoria. The song was Flying Eyes Like Saucers. You are listening to The Gates of Delirium. I'm your host, Perkins Warbeck. I'm sitting in for the existentially addled Henry VII, who's just week after week cannot seem to get it together enough to feed himself, wash himself, and let alone make it down to the radio station to proclaim the good news of progressive rock and roll to the world. And so that's why I am here. I, they call me a pretender to the throne, but I'm the one in the throne, and he is not. Before we go on, I'd like to thank our sponsors for the Gates of Delirium, Sackbutt and Crumhorn, the law offices of Sackbutt and Crumhorn. They are criminal lawyers with criminal minds for criminals like you. No moral hurdle is too high for them to overcome in their quest to get you off and take their cut. And we'd also like to thank Alfred down at Alfred's World of Trousers. Alfred is bringing the trousers. <laughs> Alfred never, never disappoints. Come on down to, if you're in the greater Des Moines area, come on down to Alfred's World of Trousers, where you'll find endless acres of trousers to meet your every wish. You wouldn't believe how trouserless you have been until you find the staggering variety of trousers available at Alfred's World of Trousers. Thank you, Al. We're going to get into something that I'm sure you've all heard before. This is the second side of Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull, one of my very favorites. I'm going to attempt to, before we go any further, find exactly where we want to start here, because it's not right at the beginning. Let's see if I can... Uh, Stand by, stand by, it's going to be good. The wait is going to be worth it. Anyway, we're here at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of Mutiny Radio. Under the auspices of the sparkling and energetic Pamela Benjamin, who is a comedian of note here in San Francisco, and all points west of the Mississippi. Thank you, Pamela, for making all of this possible. Right now, we're going into Thick as a Brick, the second side of Thick as a Brick. This is going to be 20 minutes long, so kick back and enjoy. Stand by, stand by. I have to uh, negotiate the technology here. There we go. We'll be there briefly. Technology these days, what do you know?
slightly discolored A neat little rose sporting canvas frills With the jock straps pinching They slouch to attention Whilst queuing for sardis At the office canteen Singing how was your granny a good old honey Copped up a tenner On a premium on wing
to pick up your dead as the sins of the fathers are fed with the blood of the fools and the thoughts of the wise and from the pen under your bed let me make you a present of song as the wise man breaks wind and is gone while the fool of the hourglass is cooking his goose and the
Well, the thickest brick got cut off a little bit there because of um, we just had a 13.9 earthquake here in the Mission District, centered right here at 21st in Florida. Uh, my apologies for the interruption of that very, very outstanding piece of sonic goodness. Going to that was thick as a brick by Jethro Tull. I'll never forget the first time I heard that. It was everything I ever wanted from rock and roll. I don't know if anybody likes that more than I do. If you do, let me know. Give us a call here at 415-550-0511. Tell me how much you love Thick as a Brick and all of progressive rock. If you're over 50 and you're female, I want to marry you. So we'll call me and we'll work that out. We're going to move on to... Frank Zappa, right now. Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. The name of this track is Inca Rose.
Nada de la de Hegoma. Somewhere rather than the Indians for the bell, Carvel the Frank Zappa, Inca Roads, taking you all over the map. That was a beautiful sonic journey of amazing complexity, depth, substance, creativity, and genius. Too bad Zappa was taken from us far too early. Prostate cancer. Get it checked out, men. It's waiting in the wings for all of us. We are now entering the Space Prog section of the program with my favorite band from Somerset, England, 
Osric Tentacles. They started off in 1990 as a crusty band. Crusty was the kind of, um, in Britain, the Crusties were the hippies of Britain, uh, going around festivals, dropping X, and listening to electronica of all sorts. Sorry, I missed it. This is Spirals in Hyperspace. Osric Tentacles, you are listening to Mutiny Radio. FM.
continuing with Osric Tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> 